the old firm held to draws. Gogic scores a screamer and the county stunned the sheep shaggers. This is episode 5 of the False 90s podcast. This t- week we have Marcus, Kyle, and Lewis. How are we doing? Uh, where should we start today? I reckon the big uh, starting point is the fact that both um, old firm teams drop points. Uh, should we start with, we've got my, both a Motherwell fan and a Rangers fan, I think we should start with that. <laughs> do you do want to kick off, man? Yeah, so Motherwell won, Rangers won. Um, it's a bit of a strange scenario for me, I honestly expected us to go into that game for another 5-1, 6-1 absolute drubbing off of Rangers. Um, unfortunately, still for Rangers, Stephen Robinson's gone and we no longer bend over for the big teams. It's been a very like difficult time for being a Motherwell fan. It's been painful. Um, although I have said numerous times that I never thought that Robinson was that great of a manager. Um, obviously, you'll have a lot of Motherwell fans that do turn around and say, oh, Robinson's a fantastic manager because of the cup runs. But the cup runs mean nothing at all. Um, yeah, I think um, well, Robertson had good results, obviously, in the cup runs as well. Uh, I, I, I do rate him as a manager, but I think it was the silly points that he dropped, mostly, was the reason why he left as well. He had some good results against the old firm teams. Uh, a couple of good results at um, Hearts when they were up. And uh, same with uh, Aberdeen as well. They had some good results for use. Uh, but I, I think it was just the silly points and where you're sitting in the league currently or were currently sitting. I think that was the reason why obviously he had to go. And then obviously Graham Alexanders came in. Um, not gonna, I didn't really know who he was until he came in. But he, he, so far he's done a fair job. Two games, uh, two draws, is it? Two one one draws, one yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so not, not a bad start for him at the moment, especially against us as well. Uh, I'll just move on to the game, my, my review of the game as well. Uh, first half, uh, Rangers were absolutely dreadful. Uh, couldn't string a pass together at all. Intensity wasn't even there in the first half. And I don't want to make excuses, but that was what let us down, uh, obviously, during the game as well. Um, uh, good goal from Motherwell's perspective. Good to get out the way to Tony Watt, was it, that got the assist? Tony Watt with the assist and then Devante Copel it away. Yeah. Uh, poor defending I thought Goldson could have done better he could have at least uh, made a, a challenge or an attempt to try and block the shot coming in um, but yeah again you got to get credit to Motherwell when it's due I don't think where Motherwell are currently sitting uh, reflects on how well they're currently doing and I hope Motherwell can at least push and then Hamilton go down because um, they've, they've been fighting to go down for a while um, then come in. but yeah uh, you've got um Gerard made a good substitution as well, um, with Itton coming on. Itton's, and I hope Itton starts next week against Ross County, because um, he's been he's been good. He's got good really good um, good goal um, tally against Motherwell. Um, I think he definitely deserves a start at least um, on the on Saturday Sunday. Um, but yeah, overall, it was, uh, it was. I think the result reflected the game quite well. I thought Rangers were very good. Okay, in the second half, we definitely played better. I think Jared must have put a rock up their arse or something to try and get them to go, and they and they did. It took them a while, which was all credit to Motherwell's defending. Yeah, again, still, still, a couple of their players in the box, a few of the players in the box, but you expect that to happen if you're one nil up against the likes of Rangers or Celtic, especially Rangers that are flying right now. Uh, what are you guys thinking on that? Yeah, I, I think it was a well-worked goal from Motherwell, and then uh, I think it. 
led to them obviously after half time they kind of rest on the laws if they won them up against Rangers you're going to try and defend that aren't you rather than yeah. go for a second it's always sort of been Graham Alexander's kind of meta really that he will take a, a team um, tries to go out kill the game early with one or two goals and then sits, sits back um, the one, the one sort of critical point that I can really take away from from that performance on Sunday was even in the build-up, uh, you would always notice Robinson would always give away the tactics of Motherwell um, within the first five minutes of a press conference, whereas Graham Alexander was really kind of silent about the tactics, and that showed um, our defence was probably the, the most organised I've seen it all season. And even going forward, um, the likes of as much as I can praise Devante Cole for his goal, and my ma- my personal man of the match is Liam Kelly. Um, I think that's a fantastic signing for the club. Yeah, and the the incoming signing of Stephen Wallace as well is just going you know, to completely improve. It's another option on the wing. Um, obviously, would have preferred to have seen Jake Hasty start over Sherwin Cedar, but I know that that can't happen because of. Um, yeah, contractual agreements with his parent club. Yeah. I want to ask about that uh, Liam Kelly signing because obviously he's coming from QPR and then Jordan Archer's left. Is there a reason why he made that, that that swap's happened? I don't know if it's just for game time and he knows that he's guaranteed to be Motherwell's number one. Obviously, um, as much as Trevor Carson's a phenomenal goalkeeper. Um, and injuries have, have let him down and I think he's still struggling from obviously um, that injury towards the end of two seasons ago now with a uh, deep vein thrombosis um, and obviously if I have to watch Aaron Chapman playing goals again I think I'd want to pour bleach inside of my eyes <laughs> No definitely Liam Kelly's definitely a good sign for you like, obviously at Rangers before I I was really annoyed that Liam Kelly didn't really get a chance when he was at Rangers. But obviously, you've got uh, we had two incredible keepers as well at that point. Obviously, uh, I don't know how long Carson's been out for, but I could I could see uh, Kelly push for number one, definitely in that team. And it's amazing what like a couple of players like what you said, uh, Stephen Lawless coming in as well. It's amazing what just a couple of players do to the team, just give that energy and desire more. I think uh, Motherwell will strive on that result and uh, upset a lot more teams. I think. I think he's lucky. Um, obviously, Graham Alexander made the signings at the time he has. Um, William Kelly's already a proven goalkeeper. Mm. Um, Aaron Chapman, I really hope, goes in the summer. I hope someone takes him. Preferably someone who's never watched football before. Because um, he was clearly hired on his ability to use a knife and fork and not a set of goalie gloves. But other than that, obviously, we lost Jordan Archer in Middlesbrough, which I thought was a very strange signing. Um, he'd only made one or two starts with Motherwell, uh, one of which was against Rangers at Ibrox. Um, mm-hmm. We're just sort of waiting on PJ Morrison, who we'd loaned out to Falkirk to kind of start rising up the ranks, and he will eventually get a start because of their sort of club policy on playing these sort of youth-developed players. Um, the likes of players that have came through the youth system have always been good, such as Alan Campbell and obviously David Turnbull as well. Yeah. We're, we're now two games unbeaten and it does, personally, I'm, I'm very confident for this weekend going forward to Aberdeen. Yeah, so you should be. Um, there was a big debate about, obviously, Graham Alexander's um, post-interview 
saying that um, the goal was offside. Um, obviously, I I couldn't see it from obviously the sky angle, and there's a lot. Obviously, I think it's because uh, Eaton's in the way of. Uh, I think it's Gallagher that's is said to play him uh, onside. Uh, I know you'll probably say it's an offside goal or whatever because it's really hard to see where the angle was. I don't know if anyone else saw that on Twitter um, or even watched the game, but um, it's really hard to judge when someone's that close from being onside and offside, especially in Scotland with no VAR. Um, it's hit us bad in the past in the cup final, for example, against Celtic. Mm. Um, so, obviously, from a Mullerwell fan, yourself, Lewis, it's probably a tough one to take if it is offside. But I don't know what's your view on that. Do you think it's a, a fair a fair goal or do you think it was offside? So, obviously, in, in that interview, Graham Alexander said that the last two games, um, critical decisions have ruined our chances of winning. Um, obviously, he had the St. Martin incident in his first game as manager and now this uh, incident with Cedric Eaton. Personally, I've seen both angles. I could, I could argue that he's offside, but I don't think it's. It is very tight, and I think as a referee to look at that, you'd really need VAR to see it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like the the edge of the leg is just past Gallagher, but you would honestly need like VAR to see that. This is, this for me isn't as clear cut as um, Lee Arwin's overstretched yeah, yeah. for the ball which turned into a penalty I mean uh, Cedric was playing on the, and the man he was really tight up close tight with the man and, I th- and I'm not too sure of myself I, th- I thought he was onside because I thought Gallagher was playing him on which by the way his body was turned but you, you really need to get like a microscope on VAR for that that was very tight if it is I don't know if you guys saw that Sam Marcus I don't know if you did see that incident and if you did what's your review I saw it on it was it was close but it's one of those ones, obviously in Scotland, as you said, with no VAR, you can't really tell if it's on or off by just looking at it. You have to kind of slow it down and actually kind of analyse it deeply to actually see if it is on or off. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think... Um, and when I was watching it live, my initial reaction was that it was offside. Um but I don't know, kind of seeing angles after, like I was watching. I agree. It's kind of one of those. It's a bit harder to say. I think is, uh, like you've know, mentioned, like it is his foot was slightly offside. But then again, like the way, like the angle that it's taken from, like you can't see who's in front of him. So maybe there's somebody in front playing him on side that, you know, it's just, the, the, the talk was saying that it was Gallagher was playing him on side. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And Gallagher was on the other side. But um, it, it was really, really tight. Like, I mean, it was really, really tight. I would say if he was offside or not, but it, it was very tight and it's really tight a call. Obviously, if you're a Rangers fan, you're saying it's onside, and if you're a Motherwell fan, you'll say it's offside. It's just one of them things, really, and it's and the, the hit us hard in the past fair. as well. The so. point was fair, though. Like, Rangers missed a ton of decent chances. Um, it's not even that too much. We, we couldn't we were terrible at crossing the ball and it was not normally like Tavernier to over hit it. Well it is sometimes, but normally you expect Tavernier to go and, and go and deliver a good cross and I thought Tavernier missed more crosses into the box than than usual, really, to be honest with Barisic did well with obviously the cross mm-hmm. with with Itton's goal. That was a really deep cross on Barisic, which you wouldn't expect. Barisic would only play a cross instead of like that diagonal ball over to where Itton was standing. Barisic would drive to the line and cross it in from there. Um, but even Barisic wasn't <laughs> his full 
his full um, capacity. But um, Steve Davis for me was the Rangers man of the match, really, because obviously 300 appearance against Motherwell, which is incredible for Steve Davis. Um, he did well, but again, I think it's just the team that let down. I thought just thought the tempo was too slow. Could have played um, like one touch pass, one two touch pass instead of playing like taking three or four touches. It just slowed the game down and it suited Motherwell well. Uh, to get back in position and then defend. They also pressed a lot more effectively. Like first half, they were winning the ball so, so well. Like um, I thought, Motherwell so... were absolutely incredible first half, oh, and, I, and I was genuinely bricking myself in that first half. It could could be more, but we we could, we had a couple of chances as well that you could argue we could have done better. Uh, but it's it's one of them games. That's the that's the that's the first time you dropped points since the Hibs game. So that was in September. So if yeah. it goes like that, then I'll I'll be happy. <laughs> Yeah, there's only three clubs in the league that have taken points off Rangers this yeah, Levy. season. Uh, Levy, Hibs and now Motherwell. Mm. Um, however, January's a, t- a testing time for us. Um, there's a lot of players that are about to go out of contract. The likes yeah. of Alan Campbell and Declan Gallagher. Um, so it will be time to tell whether yeah. uh, Gallagher's staying or going, if he starts yeah. against Aberdeen or not. Um as he could, if he plays three more games, his contract gets extended. Talks uh, about going to uh, Dundee United, is it? Do we have even, to? <laughs> even, talk, even talks of him being pushed through to Celtic. Um, I, I just, but I, I was saying, I said to Marcus, where are you going to go in that Celtic team? He's not going to start exactly. over yeah. Christopher Ayer. You start over Duffy, though. Again. Oh, anyone would start over Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, he's not going to start over I or Julian. Even, even I imagine Welsh is in front of him. I wouldn't say so. He's an internationalist, Scottish internationalist. Um, Gallagher's a good player. As much as I don't like him, uh, he's a good player. Uh, I couldn't. I can't really see him going to Celtic. I possibly could see him go to like Dundee United, but I, I don't think he will. If if he would leave, I think he would go down south somewhere. I don't think he would. Um, Go to another club in the Scotland league, it's but you never know. Step, to be honest, Dundee United, I think he'd be going down south if he's moving at all. Um, yeah, yeah. He's the kind of player who I'd take at Hibs, but I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't who would he start over though? That's another. Exactly. That's another you, question. You've got Hand and Porches. You know, he's not going to start over any of those, is he? Not, not maybe not starting, but just depth. Like we've been crying out for a centre back all season. Like we have three fit centre backs in the squad. Like the only backup, a backup we've got is McGregor. Um, mm. So I think a lot of us have wanted to sign a a centre back this window, but um, so I take I definitely take Gallagher. But uh, obviously I'd I'd love Jason Kerr. I'd, I'd take Jason Kerr um, before Gallagher, but any just anyone to to add a bit of depth to that defence um, would be would be good. So yeah, well to sum up for me for that game, my poor performance range in the first half uh, wasn't enough tempo, uh, but you got to give credit Motherwell as well the, the formation. And the way they played against us, hitting us on the break when yeah. when we were vulnerable in the first half, definitely uh, earned them the point. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but the bit disappointed to drop points could have been twenty three, but uh, twenty one is, is still okay. Um, that's why I'm not too well. I'm bothered like of dropping the points, but it's 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 okay. There's no 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 outcry yet. <laughs> but no, I was uh, hopefully Rangers could step up against Ross County and get the momentum back in the team, and then. Go on that. Hopefully, win streak again. What oh, about yourself, Lewis? 
Motherwell next it's weekend just... they play Aberdeen and uh, they suffered a horrific loss at the weekend to Ross County. Um, 4-1 loss. Uh, that's just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did we predict for that? I think I said 1-1. Yeah, I think, I think I said Aberdeen win. I think I said Aberdeen win. Wow. I mean, I I did not see that coming. I knew Aberdeen were had been shaky away for season, uh, away away for season, away from home this season. But um, I did not expect that. That's probably their poorest uh, performance this season to lose four goals away. Um, I know I'm on to talk because Ross County obviously beat us at Easter Road, but still, I mean, that and rightfully so, the outcry has been pretty. Um, significant from the Aberdeen support. Uh, I think it's been bubbling under the surface for quite a while with McInnes with a style of play, with dropping silly points here and there. Um, but, yeah, a, re- a result like that, um, obviously... There's, not, there's no excuse, because they had very much their full team. Hoban, yeah. Constantine, Taylor, Hayes, Ferguson, Kennedy, McCrory, and Main came off for Logan, Cosgrove and Wright. That's that's a very strong Aberdeen team, probably possibly one of their strongest. And that result, I don't know what happens. Tactics wrong for McInnes. Like, fair play to County. Like, I, I always had a sneaky feeling John Hughes would keep them up. Obviously, I really want him to keep them up still because he's um, still a hippie. You want to see him doing well. Um, uh, so I'm delighted for them. Even you had Ollie Shaw scoring a double as well. Like, we should yeah. never let him, to be fair. I would rather we put him out on loan because he obviously still had. I mean, even now we're. We're wanting a striker to add depth to Doidge and Nisbet. Like who, who, who better to do that than Ollie Shaw right now? Um, uh, Jason Naismith as well, I think played. So you know, a good few hibbies in that Ross County squad. And obviously, the manager. So happy for them. Uh, hope they stay up. It's always a nice away game, uh, away game uh, at Ross County. So very yeah, happy. I think we need to talk about that um, howler from Lewis in the 90th minute. Yeah, it was a poor nice. decision for him to come out there. Uh, Joe Lewis and he just lost the ball and then Hilton has an easy yard to score to make it 4-1 yeah I wouldn't expect Lewis to come that far but he's, he's, he's a good the, keeper he's, he's not the kind of goalkeeper you'd trust to, to come out that far um, no he's very mistake prone as a keeper as well like I've never really seen him like see with Marciano like he's a quality keeper but maybe once every sort of 10-15 games he makes like an absolute howler like he just throat chucks it out his distribution's not the best, so he just gifts it to the opposition. Yeah, obviously, being as a, being as a goalkeeper myself, um, um, I would I would never expect myself to come out like that for a start unless properly one on one. It wasn't even like he was, I mean, he was, but he was so far out. I think the defenders could have caught back. Um, but but, I've never really seen him make mistakes like that. Like he's always just a very consistent keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Prone to mistakes like that, so it's really odd to see. There's obviously something not right at Aberdeen. Yeah, but again, like if goalkeepers make a mistake, it's nine times out of ten it'll be a goal. Yeah, and I, I've suffered from that myself. Yeah, it's so, a horrible. horrible so the pressure is the pressure like piling on McInnes now for his tenure to enter Aberdeen. Um, we can talk about it when we go into reviewing the next uh, round of fixtures. But I think if Motherwell get the win, I think it's that for a part. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I think so. So yeah. I, I think. And I think Motherwell will beat Aberdeen, by the way. Um, but if Aberdeen lose, then obviously we're, we're, we don't get the chance to make up the points because we're playing in the semi. But even that, even still, that allows us more of an opportunity to pull ahead of them. And I think, um, I think if Aberdeen finish fourth behind us, we finish third. I think that'll be McInnes out because I think their supporters expect third. Um, I can't see McInnes ever leaving Aberdeen. 
Yeah, he will. It's, yeah, it's he like will. he's become kind of. Who, like... who are they going to get in? Who are they going to get in? Well, Kaki. Kashinya. Kashinya, you win. Take Levine. Aye, I don't know, but. Uh... Get Rogers back. Oh, maybe. Rogers managing Aberdeen. <laughs> no, but uh, I unbelievable, um, unbelievable game all round. So, or kind of result. Yeah, well, it was un- unexpected for. I, for that. The complete the complete opposite to the two nil nils and it is it is County's first win at Dingwall against Aberdeen in over four years. Really? Uh, yeah, last, all, all, December really, twenty sixteen was the last time they beat them at Dingwall, uh, which was Aberdeen, like they they've got some or a funny team like they uh, I don't know um past for a few years they have had a like a good record at play with places like County like. Just one really consistently. Um, they're they're a really funny team, Aberdeen. Like they, they, you watch them play and they just look so incapable. Like in a footballing sense, like they're just I don't know. And then they just somehow find themselves like second or third in the league. Um, yeah, they just end up just getting the result in whatever way yeah, they can, kind of thing. But it's it's not happening this season for one reason or other. They've still got a good squad, so they've got a really good squad. They have a they have a fantastic squad. Um, so there's no reason why they couldn't be. Definitely, it's down either to the players not believing in McInnes or it's yeah. McInnes tactics that is, is not going right. But Aberdeen, play. Aberdeen have been playing that way for ages. Hmm. The way they play, I definitely think they need to freshen up because teams can just teams teams have read Aberdeen by now. Yeah, everyone apart. It's it's, it's it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same tactics like for since ever McInnes has been in. He definitely needs to freshen something up or he needs to get himself out. Yeah, it's one of these things. Um, that like you can you could argue this all day. M- McKenna should leave Aberdeen if they want to start sort of challenging a bit more and ch- switching things up. But McKenna is there because consistently, with the exception of last season, they do finish within the top three cons- consistently, and that's probably all his goal is on his contract. Or just get as a top three finish and maybe. Challenge for a cup or win as a cup. Right. I think and, also because he's been in for so long, they risk losing kind of stability. Maybe the board feel like um, it's better to keep him around rather than get rid of him and cause chaos, kind of thing. I don't know how long McInnes has got on his contract left, but I, 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 it might be money wise McInnes is still in. But you expect Aberdeen? They have probably the third biggest budget in the in the league currently. Fourth, right, maybe more than ours. Yeah, uh, third possibly biggest. Um, you, you'd expect them to at least go and get a new manager, especially if McInnes is is, is losing. But you, you, another reason of the money wise as well is like, why aren't they uh, re- renewing the players' contracts? There's a lot of players out of contract in the summer, in the summer in January, I think as well. They've maybe been. I mean, I think they have been hit pretty hard. Uh, yeah, hard. I'm sure they have. Uh, that's probably the, another reason why McInnes isn't leaving. Is money wise, a financial situation up there. Yeah. No. But again, you don't really know uh, until they publish their their um, the money stats at the end of the year. But again, who who who, who are you going to get in? I, I don't I can't really see anyone coming in to that job. Well, we'll see. I mean, I mean, you you could say the same with a Motherwell job. I mean, you, with Robinson going, you could say, well, who the, who are they getting in? But yeah, but Graham they, Alexander then came out of nowhere and and got the exactly. job, and he's doing exactly. you know a pretty decent job so far. Always somebody comes out of nowhere and somebody. Aberdeen, Aberdeen will need somebody with high caliber with 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 a name that they need. Mm. 
I did see on the Sky Sports Great. Network that, that, that Mark Hughes wants a job, so... <laughs> Graham Alexander was a strange one. Um, when you looked at the candidates that were obviously going up for it, you had Tommy, Tommy Wright. Um, they interviewed Lasley as well, didn't they? They interviewed yeah. Keith Lasley as well, and then there was rumours like, of a, another manager from Scandinavia whose name I can't remember. Um, and it's completely skipped my mind. And then obviously Graham Alexander comes in from nowhere. Um, obviously you've got Tommy Wright's looking for a job, but Tommy Wright's style of football is no different from McInnes's. Really, it's the most boring football you'll ever watch. Yeah. Do you know who else we're forgetting? Manager wise, is you're forgetting um, Jim McIntyre. He's been out of a job for ages, and he won Ross County the Cup, and he got sacked the year after. But would would because he's been at Ross County. In his most recent job, and then hasn't been in a job for quite a while. Is he really what Aberdeen are going to be looking for? I'm not saying that Aberdeen are looking for. I'm just saying like um, there's a manager that's still out there who, who possibly can take a club somewhere. I'm not saying like the high caliber of Aberdeen, though. Like possibly like the likes of uh, Hamilton or something. Because I don't know if Hamilton, Hamilton are doing terrible, but you expect them to be there where they are. Even like like. There's other other managers that are doing a good job as well, but I'm just saying there's a there's a like of um, uh, McIntyre that's there as well. We were forgetting about who did win the cup in I don't know what year it was. Beat Celtic, I think, in Inverness or something. I don't know. But as Marcus has said, it's a bubble that has been boiling up for years within the Aberdeen fans. Yeah. Um, and Aberdeen for me is just it's a strange club. I, I know people who support Aberdeen. I know people whose dads support Aberdeen. Marcus, you do as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's just, I, I've been, it's it's a library. It's just a library of a club. Is, and you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of financial backing, they're definitely above Hibs and Hearts. But in terms of, like, their support, um, I mean, it, well, it's like 14k on average. They've got about 11k season ticket holders. It is a bit of a library of photography. Like you get, they score a goal and then come on you Reds, and then it's back silent. Whereas, I'm not saying it's always like it's not always um, that rowdy at Easter Road, you know. But like for the big games, it does. I'm sure. Well, maybe it's the same photography, but like you always get a wee bit um, atmosphere at Easter Road. Um, even even on the really dull games, you get a wee ten minute spell where it's like you start getting the crowd going. Like you never really feel that photography. Um, I don't know why, like, they are a big club. Like, I don't know why they can't get, like, 17,000 like Hibbon Hearts do. Um, you know, they've got the whole of the northeast, northeast themselves. They've got, like, towns like Stonehaven and Fraserburgh and all that where people all come to support Aberdeen as well. Like, um, I don't know, like, they, they, they could be doing a lot better. Although I think you could say the same for a lot of teams around Scotland where they could be doing a lot better in terms of attendances. So, um, Who is their I, biggest rivals in the league, though? Probably Rangers, I'd say for Aberdeen. Even even that they don't sell out. I know, yeah, that's <laughs> when we play the old firm, we always sell East Road. When we play yeah, Harvard, yeah, yeah. Road, like they, they can't even their biggest quote unquote biggest rivals, they can't even sell out. Um, I mean, we even call them a rivalry. Obviously there's a bit of beef yeah. between the clubs, but they're not even our rivals. They're not I wouldn't class them as any yeah. sort of rivals at all. They're just even opponents. their rivals, Dundee United, they're they were quote unquote rivals in the league Dundee United wouldn't even call them. I would probably, I'd probably say like Hibbs is probably like one of our rivals, because obviously what happened in the championship, more than Aberdeen anyway. 
obviously there's been stuff in the past about Rangers and Aberdeen, but like not now. It's just another game for us. It's more if, Aberdeen care about it more, but they're just desperate for rival. Is the thing they're desperate to have that rival. Ross County not like in the location rivals wise. That's probably about their rivals. <laughs> Only because they're like near, only because they're closer compared to other clubs. But even then, even Ross that, they're missions away. <laughs> even that, Ross County, seeing Vernes is their biggest rival. So it's like, Aberdeen yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I would, I would imagine that Aberdeen would see Montrose or Peterhead as their sort of bigger rivals. Just obviously that sort of Aberdeen shit area. But again, that's two clubs that are divisions below Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably you'll never see the likes of Aberdeen, uh, sorry, not Aberdeen, Peterhead, Arbroath, or um, Montrose ever up in the Premier League. I mean, well, with the money, it does the happen cup, a week and a half. Even if they pay them in the cup, those, those games aren't going to sell out uh, Petrodri, so... Even in Europe, they didn't sell out when they played Burnley. I don't think they sold out there. I think it was close to selling out. It actually did look full for once, but... Um... <laughs> Still quiet, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it must what... have been a fantastic game. Ten minutes of come on you reds, followed by ten minutes of come on you claddits. Um Yeah, I watched a few vlogs on that, uh, Burnley vlogs on that. Um We're gonna need game to watch anyway. But anyway, I think we should think we've had enough talk about Aberdeen. Yeah, should we should we get right through the two nil nils that were born as Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. yeah, um, game. I think Hamilton Dundee United I watched the highlights of that. Even the highlights were boring. Um, I expected a draw. Like I said, I think I said in last week's preview, like Dundee United aren't scoring many goals. Hamilton will be happy with a draw, so that's probably all you can expect. Yeah, there was a decent, yeah. a couple of decent saves from Ryan Fulton in the in the Yankees net, but other than that, there wasn't nothing much happened in that one. Too much to I, say. Whenever you I think, think Dundee United for a corner, that's all right. It's uh, whenever you think that they're gonna turn a corner I mean it looked like that way middle of December they were starting to score some goals Shanklin was getting back on form um, I just at the end of the day like the, the attacking players that they have don't suit the style that Mickey Mellon's trying to play um, and that's probably going to hold them back to be honest because I think they're a lot better squad than where they should be in the table or, sorry I've mixed that up um, where they are on the table doesn't reflect the squad that they have because Clark McNulty Shankland uh, Louis Aperi all these players, like these, these, that attack is unreal. Like I genuinely think they could uh, be, maybe even challenging us and Aberdeen for fourth with that squad that they have. I think, but um, yeah, and have been held back. Like I feel like Mellon just is content because you know because it's the season they've come up because, um, but also because of COVID as well. It's it's, it's kind of like a free hit for for them as long as they stay up. Yeah, yeah. Like, as long as as long as they stay up, he's a, you know he feels like that way. But that mentality is probably holding them back this season, like I say. But um, yeah, pr- pretty predictable in the game. Um, I couldn't really comment on who was the better team or anything like that because I've seen the highlights. Yeah. Even for that, I, I, I think the issue with Dundee United is obviously they've got a good attacking force, like we said, Marcus. I think well, obviously from watching, I don't watch many Dundee United games, um, but when they played against us, there's no one to feed Shankland at all. Uh, yeah. Shankland's just up on his own, and there's no one that with that bit of quality to feed Shankland because if you feed Shankland, he'll score. We've yeah, seen that, that in the championship. Hence, we call it the Scott Allen role. There's, there's nobody doing that role at Dundee. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I, I, I don't really see the the defenders. Well, it's a back three they played against um, Hamilton mm. with the midfield yeah. five. So you'd expect that that's can be quite defensive at times, but it can also be quite attacking as well. But then again, there's no one to really feed 
that bit of quality to Shankland. Yeah, or uh, Nicky Clark. I mean, he's their top goal scorer, Nicky Clark. I mean, he's made most of what he's gotten, uh, to be fair to him. Uh, Mark McNally, I don't think, has scored yet. But he's a really, like, that's, they're punching above their weight with that signing again. I think, he scored again. once. Uh, okay. Um, um, still, though, I mean... Because Kelly back in December. Their, their bench is not really strong either, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the issue, but again, that's probably because of the money issue as well. Uh, obviously, they hit with COVID quite hard as well. So. Oh, yeah, they've just come up from the championship as well, so they, yeah, they yeah, take yeah, a while for that TV money to kind of trickle down to them. Yeah. Um, Losing McMullen to their um, street cross the street rivals as well is pretty funny. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think that's all I, I've got to say really about that. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that's me. That's me done. Just said there's not enough quality to feed Shanklin yeah. in that team. The next no-nil, I guess, um, maybe not too much to say in the game, but obviously what's happened today with the Lennon press conference is very juicy. Uh, I was hoping to have a Celtic fan on today, but um, we don't have anyone to kind of give their, their views on it So, from a Celtic point of view. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, you guys want to say about the game or, or the press conference. I watched a bit of the game because um, I, I came back from my walk on Saturday and then I watched the last 10-15 minutes. From from what I saw, Levy had chances to go and win that game. Yeah, so did Celtic two, two as well. Really good chances, both from Levy Ambrose from from set pieces. If if he was on target with either of those, they would have they would have been crucial crucial goals. Yeah. Again, I don't really, I don't really have any comment about. Um, obviously, Celtic saying that they've got a like a limited team, but they, again, they played their they played their basically full eleven. Yeah. Uh, there's not really any excuses for that, but. I was impressed with some of the young boys that came on. Ogle Flex did okay when he came on. He had a chance to score. Uh, a bit like the Motherwell goal against us. Uh, but mistimed it completely. But you expect that without... Obviously, he's not been, he's not played a lot. Um, but yeah, it's not really much to comment about it. Um, it's good, good to see a draw, but... Um, not really much to comment about the game, to be honest. And they go again on Wednesday. I don't know if Celtic's full squad's back or not. If someone wants to confirm that. Uh, I'm not sure because obviously with think this new... they'll be fully back yet. Yeah, yeah. To isolate some of them, so. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting game on Wednesday to see if Celtic could come back and um, break Levy's hearts because uh, Levy will be fired off for that game. Yeah, because they're, they're on another. They do have another first team player that's returned a positive test, and um, they're not willing to name him. According so to reports, think... it's Duffy, but we don't know that for sure, so we can't really. Of course it's Duffy. <laughs> Has to be Duffy. <laughs> Apparently he tried to head away COVID but um, actually handed it over to Christopher Julian. <laughs> Mistimed it. <laughs> Mistimed it. But, um, or he put, or no, he put I, it on I thought, I thought the comments made by Lennon today were absolutely shocking. Um, Real. For, for, you to, for you to come out as a manager and say, I'm not apologising for having a training camp in Dubai I'm apologising to the fans because 13 players had to self-isolate for 10 days it's absolutely shocking and absolutely disgusting um, Marcus and Sam I think you'll agree with me this is just another Lenny meltdown before he eventually because he knows his time's up this is yeah. this yeah, is this has happened before we know this has happened before so we're hippies we've seen it all before with Lennon so um yeah, um, like I think I said the exact same about Lowell's um, sort of interview or press conference last Monday, but it's utter deflection. He's, 
I don't know if he's trying to make a headline on purpose because he thinks it'll deflect. Well, maybe not because that maybe attracts more attention to it. It's it's just ridiculous. Like you think, Will Lennon, like he's mentally not very stable at the minute, so he he doesn't like I don't know like like it Hibbs like the more pressure's on him, the more he can't handle it, and the more he lashes out. So I think this is just, you know, they've been absolutely ripped apart by the media, like he says in the press conference, by the government as well, by fans of their own club as well as fans of other teams. So I think he's not one that's able of dealing with all of that. And it's obviously just come out today in the press conference. So it's it's baffling. Um, I think it's a sackable offence from their point of view. As a manager, that is worthy of being sacked just off that alone, regardless of the results that have gone with it. But um, Yeah, for their it, chief it executive to come out... And apologise. Their chief executive apologised for it, and Lennon is saying no. Like, come on, is either is he against the board or is he with the board at this club? I think right now, the club's an absolute mess, absolute yes. mess. And then Lennon has the cheek to come and say we've been, I quote unquote, we've been held. Um, oh no, that's not what I was looking for. He's basically saying that they've hit, they've been hit harder with COVID than bit, um, than the majority of teams, and there's teams about to go under. Because of COVID, yeah. absolute cheek to say that in a press conference. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got a clue. I know. I don't think he's got a clue. And using air quotes in a conference—that's embarrassing. That is really embarrassing. He's forget. He's forgotten. He's no wee like twelve-year-old in a like a high school. Last time he was that, yeah, when I was in like S one. I come on, really man. Um, no, it, what he said though, he said that Celtic were being held at a standard that was above everyone else. But like you can't prove that unless I don't know, Livy want to go like a training camp in Dubai. Like it's it's unreal, like um to make that claim because other clubs have been punished for it. And yeah. now your club has gone away where where any punishment, to be honest. So or any sort of more financial pu- punishment or uh, in terms of points deduction, anything like that. So if anything, Celtic have been held at a lower standard than other clubs. And now it's the same uh, victim mentality that oh it's, uh, everyone's out to get us and the government's out to get us and we're absolutely mind-boggling. But um, the thing is as we, well we is, is that Celtic they should be held to a higher standard because they are one of Scotland's biggest clubs. In a way, they kind of represent the Scottish league on an international stage. And if they come out and do something like this, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, I mean this can't look good. I mean we've already got the 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 label of pub league and all that. So yeah, people. It doesn't reflect seen. well on the club as well. It doesn't reflect well on the Scottish Premiership as a whole. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just flip the situation, right? If this was the likes of Motherwell, Ross County, St Johnston doing this, but fuck, sorry, that move go to went to Dubai and came back with two positive tests, people would be absolute outraged. Well, it's not the people. The people are out, like fans of all clubs, including Celtic, know that they're in the wrong. Like no, but it, like the SFA would punish them completely more than what they've punished Celtic. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, um, they're all about f- like for fair SFA, f- fairness no, in the game. Really. Yeah, it's not really treating the clubs the same in a way. No. Again, no. like we said, Celtic do represent uh, Scotland when they're playing in Europe. Um, so no, nah, it's it's embarrassing for Lennon. Uh, I I don't think he'll last much longer. I don't think he'll. I think he'll last the end of the season, but then as soon as that's done, then I think he's out. But again, who who's who's going to replace him? Or even if he gets sacked before the end of the season, who who wants to be that manager that could possibly lose them 10 in a row? Yeah. Well, well they've been I, shouting for years. They've been shouting this since 2013, since we went down. 
there's, there's two things to take away from today. And one is where clubs like Motherwell normally go to Tenerife, Rangers normally go abroad, normally also to Dubai, I think. Um, I don't think we've gone to Dubai anytime soon, mate. It was always um, went unlucky for us. I'm quite quite glad we didn't go to Dubai this year. Obviously, even even down south, you've got the likes of Man City will go across to their camp in Abu Dhabi, but those clubs haven't done that this season. Aye. So, no. why would you go on a training camp when you know that there's a global pandemic and you're going to return positive tests? Again, on the flip, Marcus, you said last week. Why are you taking an injured player to a training camp yeah. like Christopher Julian? Yeah. And the third thing is, is as much as the board can back Lennon as a club legend, and he's played so many games for Celtic, and he's been a Celtic boy all his life, if that was Keith Lasley at Motherwell, or you know, like a club legend, for example, like Graham Souness at Rangers, yeah. Ali McCoyst at Rangers, or... Um, Let's just say David Gray was in management just now at Hibs and was making comments like that. Every manager, like every manager, would condemn them, and every supporter of that club would have lost respect for them. Club legend, regardless, right now. Lennon's acted like an absolute child, and he needs to go. He needs to walk. And you're talking about replacements. If Celtic are really, I think the only person that Celtic would try and get is Eddie Howe. Whether they can afford that or not. Time will tell, but as a European club, you know, a club that competes in Europe, I think they could actually, and I think Eddie Howe could do a good job up in Scotland, and it would be nice to watch Gerard try and compete with Eddie Howe for the league every season. Is Eddie Howe competing with Gerard at the moment. At the moment, yeah, um, but it would it would be good good kind of to watch two players who have obviously grown up in the English system trying to manage in Scotland and. Bring to obviously the two biggest clubs. Yeah, no, I, I possibly see him coming up now with that possibility. I'm sure he was running Bookie's favourites to take over Celtic job. But the thing is, would he take the job if he was offered it? Because obviously, it's kind of like a poison chalice now with everything that's gone on. If it's now to the end of the season, no, um, because I don't think he wants that sort of job. Like you need to try and do this, do this, for example. And um, he will be the manager, possibly that could lose them ten. I don't think he wants that on his um, CV. And um, I think if he does take over Celtic, it'll be the start of next season. If it's to be a possibility, I think that's what you've got to take away from it. It's um, Eddie Howe's good at turning clubs around that have had an extremely bad either run of luck or run of form. Um, obviously, you look at Bournemouth, minus 17 points. Yeah, that's true. To the Premier League. Yeah. And consistently maintaining the Premier League every single season until, obviously, last season where they went inevitably did go down because they weren't spending money on the right players in the right positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I think Eddie Howe just left because he realised that nothing was going to go forward for him. Celtic has a chance for him to kind of progress that um, if, if you're looking at it I think personally that Celtic team needs an overhaul in a lot of positions sell your sell your big players like French Eddie you could sell you could get rid of James Forrest I haven't seen James Forrest play a game this season like, he's you know, been injured he's been injured for the majority of the season I know I know he's been injured but yeah. even, even 
even when he comes back, the way that Lennon plays, he just does not fit into that setup. Why would you not play one of your best players in that setup? Um, or play in a setup where you can play James Forrest? Laxalt was a waste of a loan. Shane Duffy's definitely a waste of a loan. And Barkas is not the goalkeeper that they thought he was going to be. Yeah. If if they are going to challenge Rangers, or they are going to challenge for 10, and God knows now that there's no way that Celtic will win 10 in a row. I think the week's all but done. Obviously, I don't want to jinx you, Kyle, but the, the week's all wrapped up. No, I'm, I'm refusing to say it now, mate. I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't want it just because of the past, what, what Rangers have done. I'm not saying nothing. We've always we've always messed up in January, and it always has been since we came back from Dubai. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I really, it's 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 close. It's going to be very close, I think, because Celtic find a string of form back when if their players come back and they start winning games and they start putting teams like they used to do to bed. Um, it's going to be a very very tough call, and it'll be up to us. It's all down to us now. And I guess, I guess so. You need to look at this. If things don't improve in Scottish football, obviously. League one and two are still suspended. Um, if things don't improve in Scottish football in this this COVID outbreak at Celtic, if this goes anywhere else, is Nicola Sturgeon going to pull the plug on Scottish football? And given that you are now more points clear, granted with more games to play, than Celtic were from Rangers last season, if the season's just postponed or indefinitely suspended, do you hand Rangers their 55th league title or do you just null and void the season? And I think if they null and void the season, that's an absolute outrage on Rangers. It's an absolute outrage on your club because you've worked for this title. And then that's just, again, the SFA backing off a Celtic because a null and void season, we go again. And technically Celtics has never lost 10 in a row. Yeah, even if it is null and void, it won't be 10. But... um. Again, it's a tough one to call because Celtic were handed the title over a Zoom call when they played, I think it was 75% of the league. I don't know what it is now, but we must be getting there. It's must be closing halfway, in. Just over halfway. Just over half. So maybe a couple more games. I, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard to tell, especially with these uh, coronavirus cases always increasing in Scotland at the moment. Obviously, we, we want to protect families. We want to protect people and people's jobs and stuff like that. So it, it's tough one to call, um, obviously, because the majority of the season was done last season. Um, but even that, Rangers could still technically catch up with Celtic. Um, but, you know, um, obviously I want I want the season to be finished because there's no point starting a season if you don't finish it, in my opinion. I'd rather it meant something at the end, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Who qualifies for Europe as well, like... Um, our whole thing, I mean, hip for us, uh, our whole thing this season is we want that third spot and, um, you know, the better Fred Cup. So what do they do with that? If it's non-void, probably it gets awarded to nobody. But, um, yeah, we need to see, though. It's worrying. And that's, that's a, it's that same problem now. As much as I spent the majority of last season ripping into Heart of Midlothian, um, we're now in that position if, if this league gets suspended and the, the SFA continue to go with that same idea, 
if we're sitting bottom, then we're going down to the championship. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a scary thought. Um, yeah, don't you have two we, games in hand, though, at, when you're sitting at equal points with uh, Hamilton, obviously Hamilton with a worse goal difference? We've got the two, so we've got the game in hand this week, obviously, um, against Aberdeen. Yeah, so you, you could jump Ross County. You could jump Ross County with a win there, and then we have Celtic after that. I mean, uh, with Celtic performance, there's always a possibility, and if you play exactly how you played against us, attacking football, and then defend when you needed to, you, you could get a result from them, especially with the run that they're on currently. I do think that we could we could get a. Uh, we have every right to be to be confident. Every right to be confident. Sorry, I'm completely away with the schedule here. It was we were meant to play Celtic after Aberdeen. However, that game's now further back because of the re, uh, the rescheduled fixtures and the Betfred Cup as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually it's actually um, Aberdeen at Pataudry, Ross County, then a third round cup tie against Annan. Or, I, I don't know if that's going ahead because of I think it's been postponed. I, 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 yeah, I think that's going to be postponed for a bit because of the lower league. And yeah, then, I, I was um, Dundee, then Celtic. I don't know why I keep thinking we're playing Celtic so early. <laughs> well, it depends how you do from then to here, really. If you can get points. Um, if you say get points from now to the end of the season, I can definitely see at least finishing seventh. Depends how everyone else does. It's this typical Motherwell roller coaster, <laughs> right? As we have the most phenomenal season ever. Um, Last season, I'm yeah. Going, I'm going with the Mark, like I'm going with the Mark McGee season in like 2012, 2013, right? It was a great season, and then we just went down. We bring in Ian, Ian Barclough, and get to a playoff final against Rangers, and that was there was no differences in that team. And it's exactly the same again. Um, that this twenty nineteen twenty season with under Stephen Robinson and normal season was it? Was he finished third? Wasn't it? Yeah, third third place finish. That's our first. Like, we've never finished higher than that. Yeah. Um, within like the last couple of seasons, anyway. Um, unless we're going by. Sort of that 2012-13 season where obviously Rangers weren't there, so we overtook Aberdeen. Yeah, but um, and um, we finished second. But it's it's this um, it's this roller coaster. We we didn't sell that many players. Um, Gillespie obviously went to Newcastle United. Um, Peter Hartley's now in India, and we sold Richard Tate to St Mirren, and obviously the loss of David Turnbull to Celtic. Yeah, uh, Jermaine and Jermaine Hilton to Ross County, but these aren't like signings that really mattered. We still had squad depth, and it's just it's just that season. And then next season we'll be back up towards the top, the top of the bottom six. It's we are a mid-table mountain, and last season was just a fluke. I do think that if the season had kept going on, and coronavirus wasn't there. Aberdeen would have leapfrogged us in the game that we were supposed to play the, the day that the league was suspended. And the run of form that Aberdeen were on at that point, Motherwell was on a decline in form. And that decline in form just continued into this season. Um, yeah. You can't argue that, you, you know, Motherwell fans argue Stephen Robinson, oh, two cup finals in a couple of games in Europe. 
the cup finals, we got easy paths to until we met Rangers and Louis Moult scored a wonder goal in the Betfred. And it was the same that we had a really easy path to the finals because we absolutely thrashed Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup semis. Yeah, and yeah. Hearts and Hamilton Ackies, like they aren't that difficult ties. And then the European ties were Gwen Torren and Coleraine. And we had to go to penalties to beat Coleraine. The Northern Irish League, Premier League, is probably on par with the Scottish Championship. If you haven't to go to penalties to beat a Scot like what I would perceive to be a Scottish Championship team, and that's already showing worrying signs in your squad. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a quiz sorted, by the way. But before we move on to that, should we touch on the Hibs game, the last game of the weekend? Oh, do, do we have to? Uh, I just <laughs> want to touch on Gogic's goal because that was an absolute, absolute oh, screamer. That was a brilliant goal. I didn't, I didn't watch all the highlights, but I, did, I saw the goal that was it was trending on Twitter. I think I watched oh, that. My God, what a strike, man! I've got. I'll come to you guys then. Yeah, I've got my and notes. obviously St John's debate some as well, but we. Don't have time to get into that. One. It makes it makes sense to do the Hibs game now. Yeah. If it's TV highlight of the week, can we please go for the ball boy getting absolutely smacked in the face? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I hadn't watched the game and I just seen that on sports scene. Just, uh, that made it. It was just like loads of Kilmarnock players and Hibs players challenging for the ball, and then just the ball boy just right across the side of the face. <laughs> I didn't see that actually. I watched the whole thing live, but I was just too like, I don't know. I was too nervous. Much. Into it, to, to too much, too, too much to drink, Marcus. <laughs> nah, just, no. I think with Marcus it. when he's had too much no. to drink, he can't remember anything. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah. But um, the notes I've got, we were poor first half. Um, nothing really clicking. Uh, we never looked like scoring as well. Kelly never looked like scoring either. But um, and also like Irvin. For making his debut, he was giving a lot of fouls away. Gogic as well was giving a lot of fouls away that first half, to be fair. Um, however, we were a lot better second half, obviously. Um, got pretty lucky on goal. Uh, we then frustratingly fell away after it, and our big thing this season has been... Um, Falling away and the, the same as away, yeah. yeah, the exact same as last season. He's going a goal up and just chucking it away. So I just felt like that coming against a team like Kilmarnock as well. I just felt it coming. But... We did fall away after we scored. Um, uh, however, uh, to be fair as well, when Kabamba hit that shot off the post, I thought that was it. Um, we were really um, lucky with that, I think. Because I think if Kelly equalised at that point in the game, then we're not coming back into it. Uh, but despite that, uh, we do score a goal. The most unlikely source on the pitch is first goal for the club. Um, it comes from a set piece. Uh, we... Voil run down the side uh, or the flank of the pitch wins a set piece um, and then it, I think it's Gogic gets the initial initial touch on it and Portress is a wee knock on then Doidge does what to chest yeah, it just down. bounces around the box for a bit doesn't it and then yeah, it falls to Gogic at the edge of the box where the hell that shot came from I didn't <laughs> even know whacks it and it flies into the top corner but yeah no and then individually like Macy was good had another good game outstanding. I, did, I didn't watch the full game. Obviously, Chris Cadden came on later on. How? Obviously, he's just signed for the club. How did he look in the in the past like seven or so yeah. minutes that he was on the pitch? Well, I mean, we were already two 0 up at that point. Uh, we, we could have scored a third, by the way, at that point in the game. Uh, Malin had one where he probably should have squared it, but he ended up scoring for goal. But um, Cadden was eager to impress. I'll say he was pressing a lot, running about, but you can tell he wasn't a um, match fit. So. 
need to give him more game time. Him and Irvin as well. You could tell Irvin wasn't a full up to to speed with the game as well. Even if he was running about and trying, still definitely two to keep an eye on. Um, uh, in terms of Kelly, I'm a bit confused as to why they dropped Burke. Um, they looked a lot better when they brought him on. Um, um, so yeah, uh, Burke and Malumbu were probably their two best players over the ninety. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those games. It was really sticky for a long period of it, and then. I guess we we pulled ahead eventually. Our quality showed, um, so I'm really happy with that. I did predict two 0 so um, yeah, happy we didn't chuck away another uh, another one in the lead. So yeah, over minute. Yeah, and they have to, uh, another fan, another fantastic signing for Hibs there, in Chris Cadden. And um, obviously, I could sit here and talk about Chris Cadden all night. Former Motherwell player, um, part of that cup final squad. Um, that fluky cup final, but um, I can't I can't praise Hibs enough for signing Chris Cadden. Um, he's probably one of the only Motherwell players to have seen silverware in recent seasons. Obviously, an MLS Cup with yeah. uh, Columbus Crew, and I think that's what you need to take into account when obviously you're saying he's a wee bit tired. The the MLS season only sort of just finished, and he's straight into. A rather competitive um, well, situation with him. Because he's not played since March, so he missed the MLS Cup final at the injury. Um, he's not really... like he's only, uh, the city, he's only just similar to Irvin, I think. Or I'm not too... Uh, maybe I'm getting mixed up, but they're both kind of just coming back from fitness. So, um, like, yeah, like I said, I'm not judging them, the pair of them too much off of that game. But, um, but yeah, should we move on to my, into my quiz? Because I'm quite... Uh, by the way... Uh, I had to string this together at the last minute because I said I'd do a quiz. Um, forgot to do it, but uh, I'll do a much more in-depth uh, research one for next week. So uh, hopefully that's a big challenge for you guys, but we'll yeah. see how it goes then now. So here's the quiz. Uh, I've just brought up the Word document. Um, so a jingle of... for this. <laughs> Aye, we could do a wee jingle. Um, I have no clue what it'd be. I'm sure there's an appropriate one. It's Marcus's football quiz. <laughs> Do you know the answers, Marcus, or are you just um, guessing them? No, I've got it up. With, I've got it up. Here it is. It's easy to be guessing the answers. Um, so, uh, for most of these, you'll get one point. Um, there is one question. Well, what do we do? Are we, are we going around the shop, or are we just first to, first to say? Um, first to say. Okay. Yeah, so this makes it more interesting. There's three years, so okay. Question one. Obviously, Hibs are playing in a Betford Cup on Saturday. Um, well, so are St. Johnson, St. Mary and Livy, but uh, of course it's all about the Hibs, though. Um, and since it's all about the Hibs, how many times have we won the Betford Cup? 14. Wow, 14? Yeah. Yeah, I have to say that's incorrect. <laughs> so, that's a bit... I Four? Won. Three. Uh, and Sam gets the point with three. Uh, Kyle, I wish we'd won it 14 times. Well, can't win the Betfred Cup fourteen right. times. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe. At least I didn't say no. So, well, because we won it, we won it two thousand seven. Uh, we won it nineteen ninety one, and then I think it was seventy two or something like that. So, right, okay. yeah. so I thought you said won it again back in the sixties. <laughs> In the 60s. Um, no, mm. funnily, enough, funnily enough, our first bet, uh, or well, League Cup was 72, so um, I have a chance to make it a fourth. Good year, that. In a month's time. So, question two. Um, 
what is the name of St Mirren's old ground? So the ground that they had before their current ground, whatever it's called. 2020 Arena or something like that. So this is the old stadium. Oh, St Mirren Park. Uh, that's incorrect. Oh, mate. Uh, that's technically the name of their new stadium, but it's been renamed for sponsorship reasons. Is Buddy something? <laughs> the Buddy Arena. <laughs> <laughs> the Buddy Arena. <laughs> We're rubbish at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've got no idea. No idea? Yeah, but I, I think I know what it is, but like, it will come to me. Once you say it, probably. Because oh, right. I'm trying to go around them, but... Are we going to this one, then? Yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 I've got no the idea. Answer, the answer is Love Street. Oh, of course it is. Point for you, Marcus, I'd say. Oh, if we can't yeah. get it, a point for you. Oh, well, hold on, I'm the quiz master. Yeah, you get I points think... if we don't get it. Your question's so good. I give them away. It's absolutely right. nightmare. <laughs> it does make sense, because they're old grounds now, the car park. For uh, it's on Love Street. away fans on Love Street, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, question uh, three. Poor, that's poor. Question three. Um, so there are five answers. If you get oh, three or over, you get one point. If you get all five, you get three points for this. So this is a big one. Um, name the current top five goal scorers in the Prem as of now. Tavier, Nesbitt, uh, Roof. Uh... I looked it up on Thursday. I've got, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, Tavernier Nesbit Roof. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle and... Right, Tav- Tavernier Nesbit Roof. Um... Cosgrove? Is he on there? No. On it, Marcus. Sorry? Defoe. Defoe is not there. Right, Tavernier Roof. Right, for this, I'll have to ask you one by one because if you say it, then the rest of you will know. So, Edward. Kyle, the first three, who's the other two? You scored a lot of goals this season. Oh, um, no, I don't think it is, but I'll guess um, Edward. Incorrect. Uh, move on to Sam. Morelos? Incorrect. Move on to Lewis. El Yunusi. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we'll only give you all one more chance. Oh, I've got Ferguson. Lewis Ferguson. Okay, Kyle's got a right answer. You mentioned mm. him earlier as Nicky Clark. Yeah, Nicky Clark as well. Nice. Oh. Uh, um. I should have organised that better because now I've done it again here to not uh, award the points to. Just I, give I guess everyone give... one point. I think I four out of five. Kyle gets five. Yeah, he, he, um, and yeah, we just copied. Uh, I think we just copied copied uh, Nisbet to have an image of him. So, yeah. well, this I, uh, got, I got four out of five. The questions for this quiz will be um, much improved next week. I do promise. Um, now the last question. Um, this is another one where we might have to go uh, around. Um, one by one. So Rangers five, Hibs five. Yeah. Uh, so who can name all the scorers now? Fuck. Uh, from that game. So I'll do it as the first one to say a name, uh, you get the point for that name. Cummings. Nope. Canberry. What? 
I'm thinking about the other game. I'm thinking about the the first game that we played you. I'm thinking about the six one. Cummings didn't score against us. Camberry. Uh, Sam gets the point for Camberry. Mm. And Sam McLaren as well. And Sam, being the Hibs fan, gets the advantage. Um, where Hibs scores gets the point for McLaren as well. I can't remember oh, what year this game. It's that game. I can't remember what year this was. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the when it's the end, when of playing games. End, yeah. end of seventeen eighteen. Yeah. Not well. Oh. Um. I'll say Tavernier as well. Sam, you've got the point for Tavernier, blowing it away. Oh. I'm, I can't think of the Rangers. I can't think of the Rangers at this point. Morellis is incorrect. Kyle, I thought you'd be right. Christ, man. I can't remember that game. <laughs> I'm trying to think oh, he was man. there for Rangers at the time. I'll have to call yeah. him soon, so... Wait, 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 wait. Let me just think about this. 2018? Yes. Oh, 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 free kick. Uh, Alves. Bruno Alves. Yes. Kyle gets the point for Bruno Alves. Was that uh, Kashina era Rangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't in charge at that point. It was, it was Marty, I think. But yeah, Candias. Uh, incorrect. Windas. Yeah, Kyle gets the point for Windas. Okay, now I'm wrong. Scott for Hibs. We've really got Camberry and McLaren. Um, well, I don't know if he was playing in 2018, but the rat himself. No, I remember because he did that tackle on Rossiter. It was Scott Allen that scored. It was. Yeah, coming to me now. Kyle's uh, starting to pull it back. There's two, three answers left. Uh, no, two answers left, yeah. Don't want to... Uh, I will have to call it time. Yeah. Martin Boyle? No. Doherty? Nah, okay, I think I'll call it there. Jason Holt? Oh, you've got that right, but I did say I'll call it there. Oh, um, it, it's coming back to me that game now. <laughs> anyway, I think... I think I'll call it there. I'll add up the scores very quickly. I think me and Carl both got four each on that one, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think we'll next week. I think Kyle's won it, by the way. Oh, uh, you did get more, damn it. Mm. Hold on. Because I think. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Maybe. Oh, it's, it's between Sam and Kyle. Is it a draw? We'll do a tiebreaker next week. Yeah, sounds good to me. I've already, I've already, I, I could already give you a tiebreaker in my okay, head. So Go it's Lewis with three. Or I've done this up as quickly as I can. Uh, I don't want to keep up um, the listeners' time, but um, Lewis with three, Sam with seven, and Kyle with eight. Oh, just got it. Close, so close. just about um, quiz. Uh, like I said, um, I promise I'll have a much higher quality quiz uh, next week. Uh, if this week's quiz is Hearts, then next week's quiz will be um, Edinburgh's only Premiership team, Hibs. <laughs> so, hi. Uh, have we got a l- have we got time to slightly talk about the Betfred Cup games? I think we've only got about ten minutes. Yeah, we, can, we can rattle through the league games and then rattle through the league games and Betfred Cup semis. Yeah, um, give our um, like um, predictions for that. Uh, so we've already started. touched on Livingston versus Celtic, which they play uh, Wednesday night. Um, any predictions for that one? One no Sorry, I think I think it'll be one each. I was going to say two one, Devi. 
I'm going to also agree with Sam and go 2-1 Livy. I think they'll scrape it maybe like 87th minute. I don't think they'll scrape it. I think they'll dominate the ball. Um, but they'll limit Celtic to a few chances and Livy will just take one um, and they'll be deserved winners. But it won't be a, a 2 or 3 nil. It'll just be a 1-0. It'll be a respectable yeah, respectable scoreline, but I think they'll dominate the game. If I'm being honest, um, they were unlucky not to win at Celtic Park like we went over. So, yeah. On Saturday, there's Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Um, I'd go one one with that one. one. Motherwell two one. Yeah, I was just about to say that two one Motherwell. I think. Um, we we never go to Pataudry and score more than one goal. Um, so I will go with a one nil Motherwell, and I would say Tony Ward advantage goal as a goal scorer for that one. And uh, another f- uh, Saturday, 3pm kickoff is Rangers Ross County. Just, I think simple one for the league leaders, I'd say 3-0. Yeah, it's at Ibrox. Um, not drop points at Ibrox this season, so I'll go for 2-0. And I want Eaton to score. I think he'll start on the weekend. I'm thinking 4-1, because I think, I think County will get a cheeky goal. Yeah, because Tanny are on form, so it, yeah, yeah, it's one of those nah, ones where think... you, you could see them scoring, especially after a big result. Um, yeah, Oli Shaw. Oli Shaw will be a cheeky goal, uh, but not enough because Rangers will have way too much for them, I think, Ibrox. Um, yeah, I can see Morellas scoring again. Um, he seems to be picking up sort of last few weeks. Um, Tavernier probably will score a penalty or a free kick. He'll probably, anyhow, he'll probably score again. So yeah, 4 0, I think. Um, no surprises there. I'll go four 0 Rangers, but I wouldn't be surprised if County nick a goal. Yeah. Um, just given the run of form that they're on, as you've said. Um, however, I agree, Kyle, with the run of form that you guys are on. It's unlikely you'll lose to Ross County. And uh, given the run of some of your strikers, I think you should probably start Cedric Eaton just yeah. to give. Just yeah, to yeah. give your sort of more prolific strikers a rest for for bigger games coming up. Coming up. No, I agree, 100%. And of course, this weekend we've got the semi-finals of the uh, League Cup, the Bedford Cup. Uh, the first one on Saturday, the late kickoff, five thirty. St Johnston versus Hibs. Um, St Johnston had just come off that uh, ten game unbeaten run with a win uh, against St Mary. We didn't really touch on that game, but I think. Unexpected. It is unexpected. Uh, um, Samirin, who had a, a decent run of form. Um, but I think... From my stats here, I can see the last time that you played them was two each. Yes, we, we always struggle against them. I don't think, actually, our home record against St. Johnson is terrible. Uh, I can't even remember last time we beat them at home. Uh, we have um, beaten them. Uh, last time we beat them at home was January 2016 in the League Cup. Really? So... Yeah. Yeah, January 2016. Um, from, from the past 24 games, uh, St. Johnson have won eight, drawn eight, and Hibs have won eight. So it's eight apiece. I think it'll be a tough one for Hibs. I, th- I would probably go for a 1-0 Hibs. On yeah, that game. I, I was, I was going to go with a Hibs win, but I'd say probably after extra time, 2-1. Extra time? Don't, I mean... Oh, I, I don't think it'll go to extra time. Because be St Johnston are one of those teams who always frustrate him, so... Definitely one to watch. I'm going to say 3-0 Hibs just because my nerves could not put up with like going to extra time 
Um, so three nil Hibs. <laughs> Just, I, really I think I'm going to look. I think I'm going to look at this. Like the fact that Hibs have more experience under the lights at Hamden this season. Yeah. Um, and within the last couple of seasons, you haven't really seen St Johnston make a cup final for a couple of seasons. Um, I think their last one would have been the season that they actually won the cup. Um, under Tommy Wright. Um, no, I think it'll be a comfortable 2-0 win for Hibs or a 2-1, but I don't think it'll go to extra time. Uh, the other uh, semi-final is at 4pm on Sunday. Livingston versus Samuel. To see this, it's going to be an interesting match-up, that one. Both teams decent, on some decent well, form, so... If you'd asked me a month or two ago when St Mirren were on form, you know, you'd say um, St Mirren probably winning that, but now it's completely turned around. Livy are on fire. Um, so I think Livy will get the win here. I think it's 2-0. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd back Livy for the win, but you can't write off St Mirren. Again, I think, I think, I think this, one, this one's one of the ones that I think this one will go to extra time as well. Um, I don't think it will go to extra time. I think there will be either a last-minute goal or it'll be very, very tight. Uh, it'll be very, very tight game. Definitely, definitely one to watch. I'm going to say 2-1 Levy for this one. Mm. I'll probably say the same, Sam. 2-1 Levy. Difficult one. I'll, I'll be back St. Martin to score first, though. Although the last, last 20 games have played each other, St. Martin have won 9, Levy have won 8, and there's been 3 draws, so it's going to be one that's... Going to be very tight. Yeah. Be very evenly matched semi-finals in terms of form. Be a, be a very good couple of semi-finals to watch. Yeah, definitely, definitely Livingston, St Mirren. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna s- slightly back St Mirren purely because of Richard Tate. And <laughs> 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 um, obviously, I'm absolutely gutted that he he left he left Motherwell. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Livingston Hibs Cup final. Um, if I was looking at the teams that are left, Hibs are obviously the strongest, and I would back Hibs to win the cup. But I wouldn't be surprised if Levy or St Mirren. Um, Good Hibs it though. I'll go. I'll go St Mirren. I will go St Mirren to win this game, and a Hibs St Mirren cup final, and it could actually be a very interesting cup final, um, especially with the form that Jim Goodwin's got St Mirren on this season and the signing of Eamon Brophy. Definitely. Yeah, so that wraps up it, it for this week. Uh, we'll join you again next Tuesday. Uh, thank you, guys, and goodbye. Cheers. Bye. See you later. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False 90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.